Happy summer, Smickheads. It's been a hot and busy one. And to make up for it, we're airing bonus episodes of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast alongside our scary cast. That's right, double the episodes every month while we gear up for the spooky season. Enjoy these bonus episodes and stay cool. So, Mike, something I've been thinking about Mm -hmm. this summer, you know, the last... Time travel? No, no. Mm. Oh. Let's not get on that again. Um, (laughs) I was just thinking, like, I'm glad I didn't have to go to any weddings this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And there's there's a few you know the that's a positive side of the pandemic right nobody's having a wedding so i don't have to get dressed up and leave the house i don't have to like adhere to some sort of diet so i can fit into a suit you know what i mean like i and, and, and on top of that all my best friends are married i'm very happy for everybody and we're all having kids now and we're we're and i'm just like this is a good good place in life to be i've got probably you know, a couple more years ahead of me before we have to start going to these things again. You know, when our kids start getting married right, and things right. like that. But I'm either going to be, you know, dead or I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be so old that, you know, I, I don't care how I look. And it's going to be the most fun wedding ever because man, I'll show up in, in the old suit or the sweater vest and the toupee. And I mean, it's going to be great. No way, man. You've got the hard part because you're going to have to walk Lydia down the aisle. <laughs> I'm just sending three boys in there, like throwing grenades into a foxhole. <laughs> well, I don't want to embarrass my daughter when when she gets married. So I mean, you got a valid point there. But at least, at least we know I'm going to be an old man at this point, right? We're going to be <laughs> old. True. You know, I think I think we get a pass. Is all I'm they, saying. They may have to wheel you down the aisle. <laughs> Not in a wheelchair, but on like one of those, um, you know, we're in the process of moving. So like a, a dolly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that would be kind of cool. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And this is episode 26. <laughs> I love when you do your own sound effects. I try. It makes my job easier. Yeah, well, I you've always been known on the Scary Cast, our other show. Um, if we haven't mentioned, we have another show called the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night Podcast. Um, you always, you used to do a, a mic type oh, yeah. Anderson, <laughs> and I know people love that man. Like you, you were quite the legend for a while, and um, yeah, it's been a while since you've you've done noises it, or it has. But you're tired. Um, like you're tired. I'm very tired. I'm. <laughs> extremely tired um it's also funny that uh after the last time we recorded we recorded a scary cast episode like the very next day i got sick and i'm like today i am just now getting over it so i still kind of have a little bit of my sexy phlegm yeah i can kind of sense that in in the headphones i always feel like phoebe from friends where i'm like i love that episode my sexy phlegm I really did enjoy her voice when she was sick. Yeah. I was like, I'm into this. She's like, stick issue. Why you stick on me? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. We've so my wife and I used to watch Friends pretty much every night and we haven't watched it in a couple of years pretty much ever since they took it off Netflix and we've been too lazy mm-hmm. to put the DVDs in the player. Well, don't um, you have HBO? Uh, we did for a hot minute just to, oh, okay. to watch a couple of movies that were out. Um, did you watch the reunion? I, I did. That was, That's one yeah. of the reasons we got it. Um, a little bit on that. I actually surprisingly enjoyed that. I think I remember I having really a little, well yeah, I had a little trepidation going in. Cause I was like, you know, I love friends. I love the show, but like, I, I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't really want, I'm not invested in these human beings individually outside <laughs> of the show. And so, yeah. Is it going to be weird seeing them kind of old and, you know, making mm-hmm. me feel old and, you know, like, what is this reunion even going to be if it's not an actual episode? But I really enjoyed it. Like that two hours or whatever really flew by. Like, it was great. Yeah, I really liked how like this they rebuilt the sets, but then they also had them like react some of the scenes. Yes. So it like it wasn't a new episode, but you were kind of reliving some of your favorite episodes with yeah. them currently. But like. I don't know. To be honest, we really haven't watched it, the show, since watching the reunion. And it's almost because, like, I have, like, this weird sense of closure now with them. <laughs> like, they all died. <laughs> and But what was really disappointing was, like, a lot of them didn't remember anything from the show. I was about to say the same thing. Like, I was like, appalled to hear that, like... like Okay, one of my favorite episodes when they're throwing the ball in the apartment. And, yeah. like, it's this game that Ross and Joey and, um, uh, gosh, uh, Chandler, they, they're tossing a ball and they don't want it to drop. And it's one yeah. of the funniest episodes. And David Schwimmer has no recollection of that mm-hmm. episode. Like, I'm like, and, are you kidding me? Like, And sometimes I, like, want to believe that they're trying to be a little, like, too cool for school. Or, or like, humble-ish. Like, yeah, because that's like one of the that's like one of really popular episodes and like some of the really popular stuff like they weren't remembering. And I'm like, I want to believe that they're kind of like, oh, really? No, I don't even I don't even think about that. Yeah. What what was funny was to hear Joey, uh, I guess. Gosh, what's his name? Danny Danny Tamborelli. No, Uh, no, my goodness. (laughs) Good grief. Um, Matt LeBlanc. Yes. So, okay. So Matt LeBlanc admittedly says, yeah. I watched the show like it's yeah. on reruns. I see it on TV. It was on during dinner the other night, you know, and I'm like, cool. I'm glad because they, they it, ha- it can't be lost on them how much. And I know they know this, but especially during the, the, the reunion and maybe even seeing hopefully they watched the reunion after it was taped. But like this show is so important to so many people. I mean, it mm-hmm. is it is America's comfort food, you know, if, dare I say. And for them to like not like be to, i don't know to just not know the impact that it had or to you know just like oh yeah we haven't really watched it or i'm just like i hope you know like how great this show was and that there's yeah. never been anything on tv that's matched it and that's why it, it still pops today like people well, still eat it up i look at it like this like i worked at a grocery store for 7 years i can't remember anything that i did at a grocery store (laughs) and like to be honest they may have just been looking at it like a job i think they may have realized how big it was but i don't think they maybe realized how lasting it would be especially in this digital age of like getting to rewatch everything yeah and so maybe they didn't take that much i mean the 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 throwing ball episode wasn't a hit when they were recording it so it was probably just nothing to them 
But I do appreciate that Joey said that he watches the show. And I think he kind of started to get mad at them as they yes. were talking. He was like, no, I, I watched this. It's it's a good show. Yeah, I know. It's 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 really funny. I mean, I and again, I don't know how much of this is like, um, you know, kind of kind of like when Taylor Swift was younger and she would win an award. She'd show up on stage like, oh, my yeah. God, I, me, I, I'm like. <laughs> you know you're you're a badass like you know like the world worships you like don't come up here acting surprised like oh my gosh this my album one number one or this radio singles i have are doing well i mean duh yeah. um and it always i know it annoyed me but annoyed like everybody everybody's like come on like bro you're taylor swift like you right. basically own the world you you apparently invented music according to most people like you're you're aware <laughs> That you are a big deal and that it's no surprise that you won 17 Grammys in one night. Like, <laughs> but I wonder how yeah. much of that was like, um, oh, gosh, I didn't I just didn't know Friends would ever be such a such a big show. And I'm just well, so they, even, they even talked about like in the s- first or second season, like they they knew it took off. Like they said they yeah. s- started going. They couldn't go anywhere without being recognized and how popular it was. And yeah, but. It, it just it really saddened me that they weren't as invested in it as everybody else. But I feel like it's had like a resurgence because for a long time, Seinfeld was like the show that was yeah. on every station all the time. And now Seinfeld really isn't on that much that I know of. And Friends is on like every station. Yeah. And like you can buy Friends merchandise, you know, Christmas tree ornaments at Christmas time. And Heather's gotten me a couple of those and then like Friends t-shirts and stuff. And it's like, I feel like it's really coming back for like the the basic crowd <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it's one of those things like um i don't know for me kind of growing up in this kind of punk rock mindset of like you don't like anything popular you know you kind of go against the grain like mm-hmm. it's always been a little hard for me to grow out of that to some degree where it's like um yeah i can hop on board the thing that everybody else is hopping on board i mean i as an adult i mean guy i'm a big sports guy i love fall pumpkin spice latte you know what i mean like i'm not mm-hmm. as like against the green is just, you know as i was as a kid but friends is one of those things where i'm like i'll champion that man i think everybody yeah. should be a friend a, 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 fan, a friend of this show <laughs> <laughs> and it's very polarizing you either love it or you absolutely despise that show yeah and, and and i think it i mean that's true i mean i i think there's people who watch it and just like they don't get it but like mm-hmm. For me, I'm, I'm such a late comer to the show to some degree because I did not grow up watching it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I watched Nickelodeon all the time. And to be fair, the content of the show was a little bit more adult for mm-hmm. uh, a young young man like myself. And um, uh, my wife was such a huge fan of the show. I mean, still is. And when we when I moved to Nashville, um, one of the first things we, we did the first year living here was every night we watched a couple of episodes and we started from season one all the way to the end. And mm-hmm. through that 200 and something episodes, almost was it nine seasons, something like that. Yeah. I, I think I recognized like four or five. I mean, I, obviously like um, the Thanksgiving football one is a huge one. Um, uh, the smelly cat with the music video and her getting the, the record deal, all of that. I mean, like, there's a handful where I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen these reruns before. I remember my parents watching it, etc. But like, if you start from the beginning and you watch that show all the way through, I mean, it's not that it's got like, that you can't just pop in whenever you feel like and, and not get it. But like, I think you have a massive appreciation for 
the show, the writing, just the actors, how they progress and, and like just kind of feel comfortable in their own skins on that show. Like to me, just yeah. watching that from start to beginning to, is a real treat. So I recommend it if you haven't done that. Yeah, I <clears throat> I did not watch it like tune into it as a kid, but my parents loved it. Yeah, mine did too. Kid. So I would be like in the room as they were watching it. And I can remember when I finally did start watching it like on my own later in life um, because I could remember episodes and I remembered that it was an enjoyable show and I liked it. But for some reason, I thought that there was a love triangle between um, Ross, Rachel and Monica. I never knew that Monica <laughs> was Ross's sister until oh, much funny. later. And so, like, because I even thought I remembered like seeing a promo on TV that was like, "Is Ross gonna choose Rachel or or Monica tonight or something like that?" And I was tonight. like, "Yeah." And, I was, and then, like, watching it later, I was like, um, "That'd be awkward." Wait, she's his sister. That's awkward. <laughs> um, but it's it's funny that you mentioned watching it season one to the starting at the beginning and watching it until the end because i actually just recently did that with uh home improvement um so like i started on season one and i would put an episode on every night that i would make dinner and um <clears throat> once i would finish a season i would allow myself to buy the next season on itunes and um, I would just keep watching it until the very end. And I finally got to the last episode maybe a week or so ago. And I made a realization that I have seen every single episode of Home Improvement. Because like while I couldn't remember beat for beat every episode, I remembered enough to know that I had seen that episode. Yeah. And it was, it was mind-blowing to me because I really thought that there would be an episode here or there where I was like, man you know, I haven't seen this. It's great to get a new episode in. Um, but I had seen every single one. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, to be fair, that's a show. I mean, that's a show I know I watched as oh, it yeah, aired. For sure. Like, I mean, yeah. my dad thought it was hilarious, you know, just, you know, and here's, here's the wild thing. I think, I don't know if you and I had this conversation, but, um, we're the same age as Tim in that show right now. Yes, <laughs> like, that's what oh my I was. God. I was telling you we're entering our sitcom phase of life because yes. we are. We're not exactly his. He was thirty nine in the first season, so we're thirty six. Oh, so we've that got makes a few years. Yeah, we've got a few years, but that also um, excites me because I think Tim just seems so like youthful in the yeah. first couple of seasons. Like I don't, I don't look at him as like this this old dad yeah. like you know even in the last season yeah he's not like super old and that was 10 years later yeah almost. it's kind of crazy i hope i can age that gracefully um, <laughs> i might need to stop wearing baseball caps and metallica t-shirts but i mean we'll see <laughs> we need to switch to our college sweatshirts and acid wash jeans <laughs> yes. um, oh my god speaking of acid wash jeans there was an episode of king of queens we watched the other night where doug lost some weight and he tries on these jeans he hadn't worn since high school and carrie's like oh, oh my god what are those he's like these are my acid wash jeans or whatever and she's like well i don't she's like you're going out now he's like well of course i look great she's like okay but be careful it's 2003 out there <laughs> and then that also put my mind because i'm like 2003 that's oh, where yeah. I graduated high school. High school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I know. We're getting old, but that's why we have this show, to remember how great being young was. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, on the subject of summer, we are about to do, this is, well, we're not, I mean, it's happening now. It's happening. This is our last 
summer Saturday cast for 2021. And uh, before we get into that, you know, we've been doing the summer playlist where we, you know, pick a song for the summer, we pick a, a, a simple thing, a topic of some sort that's summer related, and of course a commercial that brings all the summer feels. Um, but something you had said uh, at the last episode, I think, um, the kind of, I was like, man, we should talk about that right now. But you had mentioned, you know, uh, your drink, or you know, a few years ago, you had a summer of snow cones. And like where you're getting snow cones all the time. I was like, yes. Last year I was thinking like, man, for me, summer was the pizza at the pub across the street because it was mm. these, you know, cute little boxes, personal pan pizzas. And it just felt like the type of food you would eat, like after a day on the lake, you know, yeah. and you're just, you're still kind of damp and it's, it's hot out. And I don't know. I, I don't know why I can imagine that because I didn't get in the lake once last year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking of like, I've, I've got a couple of signature uh things that kind of would mark this summer i would say yeah, like kind yeah. of define it so uh i wanted to ask if you had anything that would you know this time next year if you were thinking about what you were into during that summer what would it be this summer was weird because we had a newborn at the very beginning that's true so it's the um, summer of Caden. <laughs> summer of baby yeah um <laughs> Big Brother has been a big thing this year because we've been doing something differently with it this year where we still watch the show, but Heather and I have been watching this guy who has like a YouTube show where he stays up all night and watches the live feeds, which is something you can do with Big oh, Brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and then, he, then he like tells you all the stuff that's happened. So you're getting all the stuff that they don't show on the show. And it's like a two or three hour long video that he'll post in the morning uh like recapping what's happened on Dang. the live feeds and so it's like we'll watch that at night and it, he posts like every single day i think oh my gosh and, <laughs> and so like it's kind of been like consuming our summer and it's been really fun um but i this has also been the summer of sonic for me i guess Ooh. because i told you that uh we um that uh 7-eleven has betrayed me yeah, and, um, I'm sorry, we man. Have, <laughs> we haven't gotten snow cones really at all this year. I can't think of one uh, time that we got a snow cone this year, but I was getting the grape nerd slush earlier, uh, but now I've been getting the cookie dough blast. Um, oh, yeah. More man. recently. And that's amazing. I really like that. Yes, that's a good... I, I'm, I'm kind of coming around on the Sonic Blast. I used to think yeah, it's just too... like, And I don't like when they do the whipped cream. I'm like, you're just trying to fill this cup. You're trying to tell yeah. me I ordered a medium ice cream, but it's it's not really like serving wise. <laughs> and the last time I got it, they didn't put enough stuff in it to where like I had over half of it still ice cream. Yeah. And nothing in there. So I actually had to go put like some M&Ms that we had in the house in there just so I could eat the rest of the the ice cream. And um so that was a little disappointing, but um Heather got the uh, banana banana pudding shake. Oh yeah, the is new it one. good? Um, I didn't try it. I think she enjoyed it, but I think she wished that they used real bananas. Uh, so it's definitely a banana flavoring. Uh, yeah, um, which is what the cake batter was. Yeah, was but I mean, flavoring. it's like you know, cake batter flavor. I can I can get behind that, but yeah, fake bananas. I mean, yeah, it's not like there's I didn't a shortage anywhere. <laughs> I, right. I'm not a huge banana flavor fan. Like I'll eat bananas, but I don't really enjoy anything 
like banana pudding or anything like that. So I didn't try it, but I she she enjoyed it enough to finish it. But I think she wished that there were some real bananas in it. Probably one of the best things Sonic Sonic <laughs> Sonic <Shonic>. put out <laughs> a few years ago was that uh, yellow cake batter shake, which is just yeah oh, so heavenly. They got us hooked on it like drugs. So like the very first time we got it, it was amazing. And then the next few times we got it, they like messed it up somehow. They either didn't put enough flavoring in it or oh, no. something. And it was just like we were Jones and like, we got to get that taste again. <laughs> we're taste hooked. Good. <laughs> Chasing that white dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow dragon, I guess. Yellow dragon. <laughs> good choices. Um, yeah, I think uh, mine's going to sound a little... I don't have anything like television show wise. I mean, I we have been watching Are You Afraid of the Dark in the evenings a couple of times a week. Oh, nice! And that reminds me of like the first year I moved to Nashville. So I've been here for ten years, and um, that first summer, maybe the first or second summer, I remember just us watching a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark at um, during the summer, and it just I don't know. It feels right in the summer. It always reminds me of watching it on Nickelodeon as a kid. Because I either caught it on SNCC at nights or um, it was you pick, you know, segment of the summer, which they totally spoiled us back then with lots of Are You Afraid of the Dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. So yeah. good. Um, so we've been doing that. We've also been going back and forth between Nashville and Spring Hill, which is a couple of towns over um, further south. And that's where we're actually moving to finally. But we've been looking at houses there since April um so when we go there we eat a lot of ice cream which i'm really nervous about moving there now because i'm gonna be 700 pounds uh <laughs> because like this andy's frozen custard is like it's perfect it's so good like yeah and, and, and i've deviated from the flavor of choice one time and it was it was good but like and i didn't hate it i just desperately missed what i usually get you know and so um Basically, I get the uh, James Brown jackhammer, which is the peanut butter and brownie infused into the concrete, and then they yes. center okay. it out and drop the hot fudge down the middle. Before before you go further, I want to tell you that I went to um, what's the place that's just like it? Freddy's Frozen Custard, Freddy's, and yes. got got their version of it. Um, and there was no peanut butter in it. It's just called a brownie delight. So it's a, like a it's a hot fudge sundae with brownie in it. I I want to try Andy's because I think it's going to be much better than what Freddy's was because it was extremely disappointing. Oh man, see, I think the peanut butter it's not it's not an overwhelming amount of peanut butter. Like the ice cream still looks vanilla, like it's still white colored, um, maybe like a more off white. But like the peanut butter just gives that brownie a hint. But the brownie chunks in there are so. They're so good. Oh, my gosh. Just like your mom's homemade soft brownie. It's not like Little Debbie's cosmic brownie, you know, crumbled up in it. Like, this is legit. Like, yeah. Oh. So that's been a big staple. And then two other things. <laughs> I've been obsessed. I mean, and I'm not kidding. Absolutely obsessed. Not in the literal millennial way of saying obsessed. But, I mean, like, it's a problem I have. Um, jalapeno kettle corn chips jalapeno just, kettle corn chips you know a kettle a kettle chip a kettle chip but jalapeno flavored right um mm. oh my gosh <laughs> I, it's I, like i i i want them now and it's it's 9 30 in the morning um, that's heather's go-to when we get jason's deli yes um 
or Subway. I think they Dude, have those there. So too. I've tried multiple brands this summer because I've really been trying to, you know, figure out who has the best one. And I think Lay's has the best hands down. But like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I've bought <laughs> I've bought thousands of dollars worth of of jalapeno kettle corn chips and I'm not stopping me. I'm I'm like it's like I think it's the only thing I want to eat. Um, I like kettle corn popcorn, but I don't I do think too. I've ever had uh, kettle corn chips. Man, they're good. I like, I like baked chips. Baked I, I like them because they're less greasy, but they have mm-hmm. the crunch and the salt that a regular chip has. But yeah. the crunch is times 10. Like, not enough to harm your mouth like Captain Crunch does, but like, I'm, I'm talking like it's just crispy and so satisfying, both in texture, flavor, mm-hmm. and density. Like I've yeah. thought a lot about these chips. Like I just, <laughs> and they don't mess up your hands as much as you think with all that, like, you know, seasoning and whatnot. I mean, yeah. usually I'm running for a little paper towel or I'm, you know, having to do something. Not, not really with these, man. I'm just, and if you put them on a sandwich, game over. That's what it. kind of sandwich? Salami. And cheese. I've never had salami. What? <laughs> like <laughs> the meat or a sandwich? Never had it. Wait, you've never. I've never, never tried salami. What? No. <laughs> you know it's basically like a pepperoni, but it's more acceptable to put on a sandwich than pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think I've ever like had the opportunity to eat. You it. like salty meats though. Love salty meat. You go get salami. <laughs> it's available at your local grocery store or supermarket. All right, I don't appreciate it when you yell at me like this. <laughs> no, Mike, I yell because I care. You need to have salami in your life. Um, I'll try it. <clears throat> if that's a, mind-blowing. If I'm having a sandwich, it's peanut butter and banana. I mean, I that's, don't that's usually, a great sandwich. I don't usually eat meat, meated sandwiches. Mm, I got to have the meats, man. Um, yeah. The last thing I'll say has been a staple. I do enjoy <laughs> a good alcoholic beverage. Um, mm-hmm. This summer, I... I I don't know what's happened. I when I when I came to Nashville, I did not really buy into the IPAs and the craft breweries. Like they're yeah. fine, they're good, but they're expensive, and you know it's kind of like all right. So I've always just been kind of like your basic B beer drinker. You know, um, I love I love a Miller High Life. Um, if I'm if I'm mm-hmm. being honest, but um, I did not like IPAs for a long time, and recently I've developed the taste for it, and not just the taste, but I actually crave it. Not in an alcoholic way, but just like, mmm, that's like, mmm, I want an IPA. So, do you want to, do we need to speak to someone? <laughs> you always sound concerned when it's like, I've had one drink, Mike. <laughs> hey, I was drinking a, a hurricane at 9.30 one morning on a podcast. That's, so yes, that's the thing. That happened. Um, <laughs> but um, Sweetwater makes this hazy IPA um called hazy little ipa and it comes in a beautiful beautiful looking can but man it is like it is so good like i can't describe the flavor because i can't talk about beer the way i can talk about salami or jalapeno chips but (laughs) whatever they're doing over there and whatever makes it hazy i am into it like and i just it is the perfect summer drink like it's got bite but it's also it's so smooth like it, it almost has kind of a back like back of your palate citrusy taste like afterwards but hmm. not in the way of like drinking a fruit juice but just in like hey i recognize a flavor here don't know what it is <laughs> but it's it's quite nice <laughs> um i meant to tell you actually that i bought you those <gasps> seltzers 
Thank you. <laughs> yes, but I've been waiting to send them because you're in like a transitionary period yes, right now, I'm and I don't know how long it'll houses. take to get to you. So I'm gonna wait until you've moved. Yeah, I'm hoping that it'll still feel like summer um, for a while. Oh man, it, you know how it is down here. It's the same in Oklahoma. Yeah. It's gonna be summer until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Good, um, dude. But thank you. I'm. I've not. Yeah. I've yet to find them here. Like I almost feel like it's maybe exclusive to Oklahoma. I have no idea. It could be because Sonic is. I mean, Sonic was born here. So I know. Um, That's the cool thing. I mean, we had like a full palette of them that nobody touched oh my god so i was like I, i've got to get some i mean that's um, the thing right you 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 have an abundance of sonic around you so you take something like that for granted i guess you do yeah it'd be like uh when they re-released re-released surge you know we have a surge factory here so it's like uh we would have taken it for granted but anyway <laughs> um <laughs> yes i'm gonna cut that out <laughs> Nope, keep it. I think that's good. That's a good conversation. <laughs> um, it's funny. I was going to comment that you have been watching so much Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because we have been watching Doug like crazy. Uh, I need to be uh, watching Doug. <clears throat> and like, what's funny is I never really considered most Nickelodeon shows like summer stuff. Um, except for like... Um, salute your shorts and like stuff and like hey dude or stuff yeah, that really like, felt obviously like summer. summer yeah because like i i feel i feel like we watched more or there were at least new episodes during the fall and so like over the summer you were just getting the reruns and stuff which was awesome because yeah. they just flooded the the schedule with reruns of stuff but for some reason um like thinking back on nicktoons it was never like a summer feeling for me but now it totally is because i'm remembering like back in the summer you had nothing to do and you had nick in the afternoon and like you would go out and you'd go swimming and come back in and watch a block of nicktoons and Ugh. are you afraid of the dark and, i love it like that's your afternoon <laughs> yes i wish that was every afternoon yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just need an hour to decompress give me four nicktoons to watch and i'll be good Give me a box fan and some Oof. and some uh, suntan lotion smell. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great uh, like little candle. I think we talked about that suntan lotion candle. Man, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are going to officially start our last summer playlist uh, episode. So I hope you guys mm -hmm. enjoy it. And uh, Mike, I think I'm supposed to start off this time. I think you went first last time. Um, Little yeah. disclaimer, you're probably hearing a lot of wacky noises in the background right now. No, that's not somebody knocking on your door. No, that's not your dog barking. No, that's not <laughs> the roofing company next door to you working at a, on a roof, you know, since 7 a.m. this morning. That's at my house. So oh my gosh, um, I, apologize, I apologize for the ambiances. This is something Mike put in to, to be clever. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the fire? Loved of, it. Of the, okay. Loved it. Yeah, if you I guys have not, if you want some more summer... And here's the thing. You do not have to love scary movies. I get that there are people who listen to the show that do not like to be scared or like scary movies. So you may not be interested in our scary podcast, the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night podcast. But the last episode we did, I think, is a blast. We try to rank the Friday the 13th movies without really recently watching any of them. So <laughs> we get storylines tied up. We get characters misplaced. Um, we say a lot of things that we probably regret now that we listen back to. But it was a lot of fun. And listening back to it, it absolutely 
It frustrates Mur- the crap out of me. <laughs> it murdered. Well, what murdered my soul was that we called Tommy Jarvis Tommy Doyle throughout the entire episode. Yeah, I got a message about that. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew, like, the second I started listening back to it to to edit it, I was like, God dang it! And like, I uh. Because even in my head when we were recording, I was saying Tommy Jarvis in my head. But and I'm for some like, reason, I'm going to see what just, Mike's saying because he I know. He I started knows. it. <laughs> I started it. You, It was totally my fault on that. Well, it was my fault for not knowing to correct you. So, <laughs> But uh, I enjoyed it. That's a fun episode to listen to. It's pretty silly. Um, it's got some great campfire ambient noises. So if you're looking to roast a weenie later this week, put that on. I think it'll help you. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but... Um, All right, let's get into it. Okay, Summer Song. My last Summer Song. uh, I I would say it's a bit of a throwback, um, but it's kind of of new to me, to be honest. So um, I I, I don't know if you're going to be expecting this one. Um, Okay. But it's a little ditty called Don't Know Why by the lovely Miss Nora Jones. I waited till I... I saw the sun I don't know why I didn't come I left you by the house of fun I don't know why I didn't come I don't know why Ah yes, your boy just, just picked the Nora Jones song <laughs> Just hearing the song I don't know, I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. All right, man. Well, okay. So here's the deal. This album came out at the peak, at the beginning of the 2000s. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, it kind of came out in 2002, year before I graduated high school. But this is from Nora Jones's first record. And um, so, as I've stated on the path on the cast before, I'm a big vinyl record lover, collector, listener. Um, one of my favorite things about getting into vinyl is you kind of stumble across certain albums that just keep showing up. And if you don't know who they are and you keep seeing them show up, you kind of develop this curiosity of like, why is everyone, why is this always in a record store? You know, like why, what, what is it about this particular album? So good example is, you know, growing up with a rock and roll background and everything, um, when I got into record collecting, I always noticed uh, this particular Miles Davis record called Kind of Blue. And um, yeah, that's also a mower outside my house now. So we've got, we, there's a lot <laughs> happening outside the Roberts household. I am so sorry. Um, good grief. Uh, but anyways, I'd always see Miles Davis Kind of Blue in the record stores. And I had no reference for this album. I don't really know much about jazz, even though I played in the jazz band at high school. But now that I've been heavy into jazz, I realize most of the music we were playing in high school was like big band. You know, it wasn't really, you know, jazz, hard bop, bebop, things that I like stemmed from uh, big band and big band dying out. But in high school, it was like, we're playing the big band numbers because you've got, you know, the whole <laughs> the whole school department involved in it and so it makes sense right and so mm-hmm. anyway i remember picking up kind of blue because i was like you know i need to throw something new into the mix i always listen to you know metallica or, Nor- or not Nora jones uh pearl jam things like that so i was like i need something to kind of spice it up yeah and getting kind of blue blew my mind because i was like wow 
this album's amazing. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's exciting. It's fun. It's it's relaxing. Like it's interesting, and that set my love for jazz. And and now three years after buying that album, I have more jazz in my collection. Like it's hmm. literally half my collection now is jazz. Um, and I have almost three hundred records. So, um, massive jazz fan, and that really like. And it's just noticing that from record stores. It's like go into a record store. I keep seeing this. I keep seeing. I just buy it. What do you got to lose? If you don't like it, you can you know trade it in for something. So going back to that, Nora Jones is kind of the same way. Her album "Come Away with Me" came out. It's her first record, two thousand two, and I always see it. And out of curiosity, I bought it. The other thing I noticed was it was it's printed. It's on the Blue Note label, and being a big jazz fan, Blue Note is one of the biggest jazz record labels of all time. So I was like, is this a jazz album? Is this a is this a folk album? Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I pick it up last summer, and it, I mean, it blows me away every time I hear it. And, and it's for a few reasons. Um, for one, being an audiophile, someone who is very attentive and particular about how their audio sounds and cares about the sound of music deeply and the production and the fidelity of it, this is one of the best things you can put on your turntable. Now, mm-hmm. if you've got an all-in-one record turntable that has the speakers and everything built in, I, no offense, but none of those records are going to sound like they should. You're, you're, mm-hmm. It's playing a record, but just know all your components are in one base and you know it's just not going to sound like i would never say that's why you listen to vinyl records because of the sound quality you're getting out of that you have to have a somewhat decent system to reap the benefits of the grooves that are in the wax of a, of a piece of vinyl can um, i ask you a quick question about that yes so i know that you just re- recently replaced your needle and it was like a really nice needle that you put on yeah um the actual turntable is that the same one that you bought back when we were neighbors and like i was with you when you were hooking it up or do you have like a a better one now it's it's much better and that's kind of the that's the rabbit hole of being into audio is like my very first turntable was a little sony uh automatic turntable meaning you know you put the record on you press one button it lifts Mm -hmm. the the tone arm for you and then it carries it over and drops it onto your record it's very very friendly for someone who has never played a vinyl record before because there's not a lot of handling you have to do and it lifts up when yeah it's super easy you know it's very hard to mess up what what you get into with that is um you can't really change the needle on it you can there's a replacement needle you can get the slap on there but you can't replace the cartridge the cartridge Mm -hmm. is what holds the needle Mm-hmm. And those are two things that are different, but have a lot of fidelity power to them. So uh, the reason you can't change the needle on that turntable is because the cartridge is attached permanently to the tone arm, which is the arm that everything hangs off of. So when you buy... It really, new... seems, like, really seems like a lot of trouble. It is. Yeah, I know. And... <laughs> Probably going to die later. Um <laughs> If if you if you want to follow my Instagram, it's uh, Life of Cole. I've been doing. I started this comic series that I've been drawing called Final Days. Um, basically, it's my experiences as a record collector and, and, and audio lover, and uh, basically, it's just me dying at the end of every comic because of a remark or because of what somebody says. Because I realize, believe you me. I realize how absolutely ridiculous it is to be in love with a medium that is like 60, 70 years old. 
but it's still i mean it's still valid today like it's bigger i think now than it's ever been um because of how, oh i've seen them at walmart oh now. yeah i mean walmart got walmart used to sell vinyl when my dad was in high school and then you know obviously since we've been alive it's never been in walmart until recently so i mean that it's it's alive and kicking but it is a lot of trouble it is a lot of money like i said you can buy a crosley or an all-in-one and enjoy it and just you know if you just want to play around and maybe you've got a couple of records you inherited and you listen to music a couple times a month on it while you're cooking dinner hey go for it i'm not going to knock you for that but if you really want to get into like just amazing sound quality that's kind of the hobby for me and so I've upgraded my turntable three times in the last 10 years. And the one I have now is probably going to be with me for a while because um, it's, it's in my opinion, it's, it's one of the best. It's definitely the best I've ever had, but it's the best without breaking the $1,200 budget. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, needle cartridge, all that makes a huge difference. Your speakers, your, your amplification, all that's super important. But when I play this (laughs) back to Nora Jones, when I play this record, I hear all these nuances and these details and like her voice it for one she is an amazing singer i i'm deeply in love with her voice it is so it is so good and so this particular song it's so chill it has this nice little summer like it reminds me of being like a dusk like you know sun setting you just had an awesome day and you just get all the tingly feelings of like end of a summer day and just with her angelic voice and the smooth and and to be fair this is this is a jazz record to some degree but it's not like the jazz that i like really get into like the stuff i love is like john coltrane miles davis lee morgan stuff like that hard bop post bop you know modal all that stuff from the late 50s through the mid 60s that's that's my sweet spot that's my jam but Mm -hmm. everything progresses and in 2002 there's not a lot of that going on but blue note this is an album that saved Blue Note's life. Blue Note was on the way out, and her record come out, uh, "Come Away with Me" came out, and it she won like three Grammys that year. I mean, just skyrocketed. And so, hmm. uh, this album is beautiful to listen to, especially if you have a really good system to play it on. It's something I actually, anytime I make a slight update to my system, I reference this album to check because I'm able to hear. I know it so well, and I know how it's supposed to sound that yeah. any any change I make in the chain, I'm like, okay, I, this is what I need to listen to because I can I could hear something different if there is anything. Hmm. Uh, that that's really interesting. It's fun, man. It's it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> being in the records. It's like it's opened me up to new music, which I I don't like when someone. <laughs> this sounds bad because people do this sometimes, and it's fine. But I don't always listen to things that are recommended to me. It's mm-hmm. it's more special if I can just kind of come across it when I'm ready or when I'm looking for it. Um, usually, I'm always into something, and so um, there's not a lot of open space for new things to come in. Uh, but being going to record shops and talking to other people at shops and things like that, you learn a lot about music, stuff you probably wouldn't have listened to otherwise, and then um, also just learning how to train your ears, knowing what to listen to, what to look for um, with you know listening to music. At a, at a higher level and believe me i don't i you could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a system i have not ah, i have not no way <laughs> my wife would not let me do that and i don't i, I couldn't do that like the principle of it's just kind of wild but anyway I'm i should go, probably I'm start go, a podcast about this stuff and stop talking about it <laughs> i would i would 
I'd give it a listen, maybe once or twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that's why you didn't uh, listen to My Chemical Romance when I suggested it to you back in... in well, Korea I already knew it. I didn't like it, so... <laughs> I actually think I suggested uh, The Used to you. I did... It, my Chemical Romance was kind of like in the conversation, <laughs> but I think it was a, The Used that I suggested to you. Um, but that's inter- this is an interesting pick because it... It doesn't scream summer to me, but it is, um, what year did it come out? 2002. 2002. So it came out like right as I was working at the grocery store, um, in late high school, early college. I bet you Um, heard this at the grocery store. (laughs) That's exactly what I was about to say. That's where I, that's where I know this song from. Cause when you first mentioned it to me, it's like, I don't know this song. And then, uh, after listening or, uh, Looking it up, I do know this song very well because it did play over the radio at the grocery store. And I can remember very vividly it was like usually because it's a very slow kind of quiet song. Yeah. So if it's if it's a bustling day, you may not really hear it yeah. on the radio. But I can remember I usually, uh, de- especially during the school year, I would close at the grocery store. So I would work from like four to usually 10, maybe 11 sometimes at night. And um you know, I would hear it when things were super slow up at the front. And you're just kind of hanging out, talking to. I was a courtesy clerk for a long time, so um, that's that's a, like a, a nice way to say a grocery sacker. <laughs> yeah, I, um, but you talk to the you know your customers when you're bagging their yeah, groceries. Yeah, the customers. But then, like, if there was nobody there, you know, you'd just be kind of quietly talking with the uh, uh, the cashiers. And then, like, my closing duties at nights, I had to like go clean the bathrooms and stuff. So it was just kind of like that crappy young person's job that you know it's kind of like the music that you're allowed to listen to at the grocery store because that was that was a pretty good song yeah um and it was i i can definitely like visualize the things that i was doing at the grocery store um (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) when i listened to that yeah i remember i remember growing up when this came out and like knowing who Nora jones was like i remember like she won grammy she was she had songs on the radio on mtv things like that i mean she was huge um and she's still fantastic um still making great music today but um it's one of those things where it's just like i just you know at that time i was like no i like punk rock i don't really care about this crap whatever mm-hmm. and like i said i've enjoyed getting old lately so <laughs> to me it's like <laughs> oh wow the smooth vocalist and you know like folky guitar but jazz inspired i'm like oh i'm all about this you know give yeah. me <laughs> give me a nice diet beverage and you know my feet up on the easy chair and i'll you know i'll vibe to this as they say that's um, funny <laughs> but yeah it's just, it's a really good song and i recommend this album i don't know i don't know how many of you care or are adventurous to, to check this out or or, or or i just recommend it it's it's fantastic being a music lover that i am i have so much appreciation for this particular record come away with me is the album but the song i'm talking about that gets the summer feels is don't know why and it's it's just great all right mike so what's your pick Okay, so I I don't like following you sometimes because I can't live up to some of the uh, the grandeur that you're able to speak about your picks. But um, oh, well, that's that's with... a nice compliment. Because <laughs> oftentimes I'm like, you know what, my three picks they're not gonna be they're not gonna be chart toppers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, mine's gonna be like, um, I like Mbop because I like Hanson. And... Is that your is that your pick? 
No, it was definitely uh, a contender, though. It was that's a, a good song. Yeah, One I did not was. appreciate as a kid because I was like, who are these sissy boys singing Oomba? <laughs> and now I'm like, dude, Hanson's tight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, those girls are kind of cute. Wait, those are boys? <laughs> <laughs> They're still cute. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Tulsa, um, by the way. You know that? I did know they were from Oklahoma. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, from Tulsa. Tol- that's interesting. Um, so my pick uh, is actually from right around that same time period that Mbop came out. Um, but it's like the, I think it officially came out in 1992. But um, mine is the Macarena. My God, my God. <laughs> What is wrong with you? That is a summer song. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue what season it belongs to. And if I had to pick one, it screams summer. But it's like. I often wonder, like, was this actually a song or was this just like a weird craze that swept the nation? It was both, but Should definitely I the later. Should switch it back to <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk about Hanson, but you go on about your Macarena. Go off. Well, Let's hear it. see, this is why I don't like following you because I no. don't know what to say. <laughs> but I just vividly... Here's the thing. You know I'm... I've always... <laughs> I'm a music snob, so... Yeah. My reaction, I think... I mean, it, I most people probably back me up, be like, "Really, the Macarena?" But like I said, but you man, can't you can't deny the cultural no. phenomenon that that news was. anchors it, were doing this dance. You did yeah. it at church, and I went to a church that didn't dance. I mean, come on, man! It, it was it was transcendent. This was like 1994's um, Gangnam Style, or oh, a hundred percent. Because it was it was a one hit wonder. I don't know if I heard anything else from whoever. I don't even know who even sing this. The Macarenans. Honestly, I think it was like a a song, and then it was remixed by somebody here in America, uh, because I think it was actually like a Latin American song. Um, I can see that. And then somebody remixed it over here, and that's when it kind of gained its popularity. Um, But like, I can remember coming back from summer vacation to middle school and like we had our big pep rally like in the beginning of the year to kind of get everybody kind of familiar with each other and vibing with each other again and this song like came on and like everybody had to stand up and do it this was like sixth or seventh grade I'm, I'm guessing sixth grade but um and then like for years to come it's like people would just do the Macarena like at the pool and at the summer that the song would play over the loudspeaker. And then like, uh, you know, we, they, at our, at our city pool, they would do like, um, a, uh, dance swim section. So if like, if you wanted to get in the pool and dance, um, everybody would get in the pool and like the Macarena was like one of the songs that everybody knew how to dance to. Of course. So, like everybody <laughs> would get in the pool and do the Macarena. Like if you went to a wedding, you were probably going to do the Macarena. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just like, but it's like, it's such a, I, I feel like it was something that you would see on MTV spring break as well. And like, that was a huge, um, even though it was spring break, it still felt very summery to me because everybody's in bathing suits and, you know, and they're at the like, beach. Yeah, yeah. I can't go into the the specifics about this song and how it would sound on vinyl or anything. But, um, 
this is just a, a song that I felt like I would I would hear a lot during this. That's hilarious. So it, it's funny. It, it's it's almost um, it's almost appropriate that you are talking about this song because uh, we were just talking about weddings in the intro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I can't. Here's what I will say. I know I knocked the Macarena around a little bit, but um, I would gladly go to a wedding right now, put on a suit that doesn't fit because I've gained a couple hundred pounds thanks to Andes and jalapeno <laughs> chips and hazy IPAs, but um, I would gladly go to a wedding and dance the Macarena over the freaking cha-cha slide. Oh, yeah. Or down, down Julia Brown, I don't even know, or Ugh. the worst offender of them all, Mike. The chicken song? Nope. Cotton Eye Joe. Oh my god, that just sounds really bad. It's terrible. I mean, you know, but I mean, you know the song. You know, everybody yeah. knows the song. Um, but my goodness, I cannot. That is one. Of, that's probably my least favorite thing. Now look, if you're married out there and you had any of these songs play at your wedding, that is fine. I am not judging <laughs> you. I'm not even mad at you. I've been to more weddings than I can than I can count, and they've all played this song. But you know what song? Well, when he did not play this song, it was my wedding. Your because wedding. I specifically told our DJ, you will not play these songs. I do not want to hear them. Do not ruin my special day. <laughs> my special day. <laughs> Groomzilla. Do, do, you, do you get to pick the playlist? Is that a like a typical thing? Or Well, we did just because like it was a friend of ours DJing. So we put together a whole list of songs that we wanted to hear. And then yeah. obviously some stipulations. Like, don't you be sneaking in. No Cotton Eye Joe at my wedding. That is, that is not going to happen. See, we didn't have a wedding. We had a courthouse wedding. So we, we like missed out on all that stuff. We've thought about, you know, having like a, a redo wedding in a few years. That'd be cool. Um, Make the boys like bring the ring down or you know, yeah, be your best yeah. men. That'd be fun. Like, I think one thing that Heather has always been upset about is she didn't have wedding photos. Uh, and, like we have photos of the reception that we had. Because we just had like a big family party. Yeah. Um, it, but it was kind of like a wedding reception slash baby shower because both of those things happened at the same time. That was a wild summer, man. It was. <laughs> See, still... you can get through this summer. You can get through anything, man. You're. Oh, yeah. You're a strong, independent man. <laughs> I'm still a little shook. <laughs> <laughs> As you should be. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Macarena was, I mean, a phenomenon. I mean, like... Yeah. Like I said, news anchors were doing it on air. Like you go to church camp and it's happening, or you go to like every church commercial, camp, yeah. like commercial in the background, you'd hear the mockery. I mean, it was just, and I felt like it lasted the entire nineties. I did, I do too. Like it wasn't just like a one summer thing. No, it was it like was, it all lasted the for time. A long time. I felt like it went into the two thousands almost. Yeah, that is. I mean, <laughs> what a what a song. Yeah. <laughs> and you know and, as, as goofy as it is like it really is like we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the, the good old days that was kind of part of it you know Can't but i mean it. what's funny is you've probably heard that song a majillion times in your life can you say any words from it besides macarena no or a macarena no of course not <laughs> i have no idea what they're saying no i don't either but it's fine yeah you know yeah Again, you don't need it you just need to know the dance moves. i would take that song and dance over anything that happens at a wedding now <laughs> so yeah all right good pick <laughs> i think <laughs> <laughs> they'll get better <laughs> <laughs> well mine won't so um all right so our simple things so the other day i was talking with uh my wife and 
we were talking about um you know going to a movie soon because we, we did get to go back in june to see um a quiet place too which i enjoyed um but we were talking about like like when is lydia gonna go see her first movie and mm-hmm. uh i think she could handle it i think she's definitely like she when we watch movies at home she's invested like she's not mm-hmm. just um you know farting around and you know being a, a crazy kid like she's she's watching the movie and so um uh with we're thinking yeah we should take her and right now she is on a massive uh paw patrol kick and yeah. so um there's a paw patrol movie coming out i was like man yeah. that would be that would be a lot of fun we should take her one afternoon and go see it she would just flip we she's been a really good kid lately while we've been packing the house so we rewarded her with a little stuffed paw patrol toy and it's this new character that's in a movie so we don't even know i mean we talk about paw patrol all the time in our house it's a big deal right now and so um she was very excited to have this liberty dog stuffed plush that we know nothing about so we're excited we want to know what's what's this liberty character what she's up to yeah um but it got me thinking about how excited i was as a young person to be going to the movies Mm -hmm. and it specifically sparked this memory of looking in the newspaper to see the movie listings. Oh my gosh. And man. The newspaper. Yes. Okay. So the newspaper, if you guys remember this, it was this, you know, packet of paper that was delivered at your house or sometimes picked up at your local supermarket or newsstand and it had all the world's information that you needed to know. Mm-hmm. You didn't have Twitter. You didn't have Instagram. You didn't have, you know, random outlets and you weren't inundated with news all the time. A whole other topic, but we are literally right. inundated with news all the time and it sucks yeah um but uh the newspaper was where you got all your answers and i loved specifically i loved getting the um usa today newspaper because the friday paper that come out was in color if you remember that it was the it was the whole paper was in color so all the photographs but the movie ads were in color Mm-hmm. And I loved flipping through to see what movies were coming out. And I loved, like, we didn't have a theater in our hometown growing up, so we had to drive to Joplin. And mm-hmm. I loved getting the paper and seeing what the Joplin theaters were playing. There were, like, three or four theaters. There was a dollar theater. There was a massive theater, like a Megaplex. And then there was the movie theater at the mall. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing the movie poster in newsprint form with the listings underneath of like what times you could go see it and what theater was playing in. And I used to clip those things out (laughs) and collect them. I would hang on to them. And like specifically three movies come to mind that I just, you know, have like anytime I think of these movies, I think of seeing them in the newspaper, but Casper, Mm -hmm. you know, Casper, the movie, uh, the Flintstones movie. Yeah. Right. And, uh, the Adams family values. Um, yeah. Man, I just, I, I loved the excitement of, like, literally, like, you, you, you've you you've seen the previews on, on commercial. Like, you know there's a movie coming out. You know Casper's coming out. You know the Flintstones are coming out. And not only by that, but, you know, sometimes the McDonald's or Burger Kings of the day will get involved with the promotions and the toys and all that. But, like, getting the newspaper means this is officially out. Here is when I can see that. And just the excitement of clipping those out, holding on to them, picking the date and time you wanted to go, and knowing, and not like you had the, um, you know, the say and what time or when you saw it, but like when it, my parents would be like, hey, we're going to go see a movie this weekend. I mean, that that was literally like, there are so many phrases that you would get excited about. One was, <laughs> we're getting pizza. Okay, mm-hmm. lose your mind. Um, we're going to Toys R Us. Lose your mind. 
we're going to the rental store, also lose your mind, and then we're going to the movies. Those were the four things that if you heard those, you knew this was going to be an extraordinary day. This was well, going you have to, to be... Specify- you have to specify the video rental store because the, video the rental, rental store the rental yeah. store could also be the place we're going to get our new couch. Okay, so the video <laughs> rental store where you would rent videos on tape, not even DVDs at this point, tape. So yes. yeah, it was. Uh, those were just such exciting times. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Just like thinking about like how you used to see movies advertised in the newspaper. Um, you know the the kind of the crappy print quality of them and you know just i don't know just like the charm that was of like looking it up and that's how you got your information you know and i don't know it just it yeah. makes me happy i was just thinking for lydia i'm like we've seen the preview for this on youtube we mm-hmm. open up the fandango app on the phone and there's the time and places and like that's great it's convenient it's awesome i'm not knocking it it's just I'm like, man, Lydia's never going to know what this was like, and really even how exciting this is in a world of streaming and on-demand, especially with Disney+, Plus, new releases, at, at yeah. your fingertips, day of, I mean, and, and she's excited for this because she's never been to a theater, and we've explained to her mm-hmm. what a movie theater is, so I know she's excited, yeah. um, and will be for a long time, I don't think that'll wear off, I still get excited about the movies, but um, oh, for sure. it just, you know, it got me thinking. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with this pick because um, we took or I took Colt to go see it was this was like before the pandemic happened, but I took him to go see the new Sonic of the Hedgehog movie. Oh, wow. Because um, he, he's a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan, loves him, doesn't play the games. He just likes the character. So like sure. there's a cartoon show. Um, there's several different cartoon shows that he likes. And um, so I, when I sh- told him that there was a Sonic the Hedgehog movie coming out, he got super excited about it. And I was like, you know, I think he's old. Kind of like what you're talking about with Lydia. I was like, he think he's old enough. He, he he gets invested when we watch movies and stuff. But um, so I just wanted to try it. So like we went to this theater where like it was a newer theater. So nobody really goes to it yet because it's kind of in this part of town where there's no like residential areas around. Um, so like. <clears throat> and there's not a lot else built up around there so anytime we go there there's like maybe two or three other people in the theater yeah and um so i took them and um i think there was maybe one other person in the whole theater with us so i, w- I wasn't like too afraid of him like acting up there because yeah. like that's been our biggest fear of taking him to a theater is i don't want him to like talk through the movie or like get upset or anything like that and ruin the experience for other people um, cause I'm considerate like that. Some people you. are not. <laughs> <laughs> Some people bring weak old baby to the theater. Remember that happened when we saw Friday the 13th. Yes. 2009 I, version. I feel like it happens way more often than it should. Woman literally uh, brought her children to see. Yes. Was basically a porno and a hockey mask. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> it's crazy. Little boy's like, whoa, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> those are some big honkers, mom. <laughs> what (laughs) (laughs) where'd you learn that (laughs) from the movies you make us watch (laughs) i learned it just now (laughs) Uh, Um, anyway but he he did great uh he he actually fell asleep halfway through it uh because oh that's 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 what hurts it's like i just paid 65 dollars for this (laughs) the hard thing about movies is that no matter how spastic they might be of a franchise, 
they've there's gonna be some like slower parts yes. just because of s- storytelling and like that was the hard part to kind of try and keep him interested during the slower parts and so that's when he fell asleep and i i think we made it to the end but i think he fell asleep through like the last third of the movie and um but he did great so one thing that i also wanted to mention about that is i can remember back when we were a kid movies were sold off of star power whereas yeah. nowadays they're sold off like franchise power and, and I nostalgia miss, <laughs> and, well i miss the days where like oh are you gonna go see the new arnold schwarzenegger movie Dude, it wasn't yeah. are you gonna go see terminator you're gonna go see the new schwarzenegger movie. yeah oh totally and and like you don't say that now it's like you're not even though i feel like they're trying to kind of do that with the rock or dwayne johnson he's like the new schwarzenegger i think even yeah. though he's more of like a family friendly schwarzenegger because like he's just in everything yeah but it's like it's still like you're not going to go see the new dwayne johnson movie you're gonna go see um what's that new? Jungle, jungle cruise, cruise right or you're gonna go see um I, I, moana or something like that it, it's like it they've got star power in the film right but it's like nobody's going to see that star they're going to see the movie yeah you know what's interesting i i kind of wonder if maybe it was the marvel movies that changed the course of that because like i could see that like let's think of iron man you know robert Downey jr this was not his first movie you know and no. but it was like and nobody called it like i don't even think of that as robert downey jr when especially now when there's been 500 of these movies marvel movies you're like i'm not watching scarlett johansson i'm not watching chris hemsworth you know like these mm-hmm. big stars like i'm watching thor i'm watching black widow right. i'm watching yeah. iron man you know like um and then you you've got some of these people who have kind of fallen to the wayside just with their careers you know being past their prime like your michael keaton's your val kilmer's your you know julia roberts you know whatever what like jim carrey was another one like you're gonna go see the new jim carrey movie you know mm-hmm. and when he was in batman forever like i was yeah. already oh, a man. batman obsessed but like oh my gosh jim carrey and batman what right. you know like <laughs> and to me it's still the best batman movie and it might just be because i have so much love and affection for that cast i mean nicole kidman yeah i mean it's exciting yeah but a lot of times you're not really it's not really about who's in the movie now you're right it's totally based on the 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 franchise which is yeah it's not a bad thing i no i feel like that's how it should be but it's like i think as when we were kids it was like we're gonna go see a movie with hulk hogan and it was mostly action movies yeah to to be fair that's true um but there was still something very unique about like you're gonna go see the new stallone movie or you're gonna go see the new schwarzenegger movie or hulk hogan or so it was just like the people that were starring in it were more important than the actual movie that's true like suburban commando with hulk hogan like what's interesting about that necessarily other than hulk hogan's in yeah that's a good point yeah yeah that's kind of funny um well i'm glad i'm glad sonic was good i mean i've heard it's a good movie actually i've heard oh they watch it every single night that's how they go to sleep oh my goodness so (laughs) i'm tired of it but (laughs) of course of um, course (laughs) but do you remember um going to the theater also did you have to like call the theater and listen to the recording about showtimes or did you strictly use the paper um i did that a little bit later on i mean the newspaper really was like the thing like movie phone is what you're talking about um so like we had a local theater 
that you could call that actual theater and they had a recording. It was like, thank you for calling Kicking Bird Theaters. Uh, it would tell you like this little spiel of like Fridays are this, you know, dollar off movies days. Oh, and then yeah, it would go, yeah. And then it would be like showing at, uh, they would just go in alphabetical order. They'd be like Die Hard playing on theater two from, and then they'd run through the times and you'd have to wait through every single <laughs> listing and God help you. If your movie started with a Z or something, if you were seeing Zoolander, <laughs> because you had to wait. And then if you missed it, you had to like hang up or wait for them to repeat the message. And it was like, God, yeah. <laughs> it's like, sometimes I really want to go back to the past, but then I realize it would suck in a lot of ways. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's funny. We've traded a lot of inconvenience for some, well convenience uh these yeah. days but yeah i don't know i i got to thinking about summertime specifically summer like that's what made me think of going to the movies because obviously you're not going during the school year unless it's like a a weekend or a special occasion and most kid movies are marketed towards the summertime anyway so something like the flintstones or casper like that usually came out like june july august and mm-hmm. i just remember you know you've been at home all day you know and the programs you're watching come on at a certain time of day. There's no, you know, excess. Like it, it really, you're you're so limited. So to to have a movie come out and be excited about it, and to have the preview showing, you know, and then to finally see that it's released, it's playing now, playing. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I just man, that was just such an exciting time. Like it just it hit different. We actually just watched the Flintstones movie on HBO Max. I love that movie. <laughs> and uh, it just, it brought back all of the, like, the tertiary memories of, like, getting the Happy Meal toys. Yes, and, and McDonald's <laughs> being in the movie and prehistoric, like, yes. so genius. Oh, my gosh. They, they had, like, their own version of the Batman glass mugs from McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Flintstones. Yeah. And Halle Berry was in the movie. Oh, Hallelujah. She looked amazing. She she is amazing. I love Halle Berry. <laughs> That's a, that's a different episode for another time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Great pick me. <laughs> Way to compliment yourself. Sorry, but it was I a meant really to great say, pick. Mike, what's, what, well, you, we were talking about the Flintstones and how I was like, that's right. a great. All right. So you're, you're up. <laughs> um, okay. So mine, uh, this being our last episode of the summer series, mine is fitting in that respect, even though it's a little, it could be kind of depressing, mm. uh, but it's definitely a summer. Uh, it, 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 it goes right hand in hand with summer, it, but it is, it marks the end of summer and that is back to school. Ah, time. back to school, man. So this is something that we have just recently, uh, been all in on because our oldest Colt started kindergarten this year. Yeah. So this is the first time that he's going to an actual public school, not in daycare, not in pre-K or anything like that. He's at a physical school. He's actually at the same school that I went to elementary school Aww. at. Um, I went there for thir- uh, for fourth and fifth grade. I went somewhere else for um, kindergarten through third grade. Um, but it was so cool and disappointing to go back into that school because i hadn't been there since fifth grade yeah and and walking back in some things were exactly the same but some things were completely different and i just wanted them to be the same so bad (laughs) everything be the same (laughs) yeah um but 
I just, I kind of wanted to have this like conversation with you of like, what are some of your favorite things that you remember from back to school time? Because my favorite thing was always getting the school supply list. Yeah. I loved getting that list and going to Walmart and picking out all my school supplies, uh, getting like a backpack for that year, filling it up. I like to have like all my stuff laid out the night before. I would start to get kind of like an anxiety like yeah. in the day before um, <laughs> school started, but um, that was always my favorite thing is getting all the new school supplies. And like my mom knew I loved school supply stuff. Like that's stuff I would get for Christmas, like reams <laughs> of paper and highlighters. And, right. Cause I just like to draw and stuff like that. But it was like that. I loved getting new boxes of crayons and our little scissors and glue sticks and Elmer's glue. And, uh, it was just, that's my favorite part of it. Yeah, man. Well, it's, it's funny. I remember very early early school like first couple of grades um getting the school supplies but when we got older um something so um the indian tribe that we are um you know our family is i don't know how to say it like not like associated with i mean we're, we are native <laughs> american but um right yeah we got basically got free school supplies and, and mm-hmm. in that situation you don't really pick what you get like i remember mm-hmm. um when it was back to school time, we would drive by the community center and they would have your bags all ready to go. So, and then they weren't backpacks. Like we, like I remember picking out my backpack and lunch pail, but everything school supplies was in this little brown paper sack and you'd show your, your card, your identity. And, um, you know, your name would be on a list and they'd be like, okay, Cole Roberts. Uh, all right, here, mm-hmm. here's your bag, you know, mm-hmm. and it would be everything you needed for that particular grade. So the schools would coordinate with the tribe, like, okay, he's a third grader now, they're going to be using scissors, you know, or whatever. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of a cool memory. I remember, I mean, there, being, <laughs> being Native American, there wasn't a lot of things that like we like did that felt like we're Native American, if that makes sense. Like it's kind of this uh-huh. weird thing of like, you know, we took these field trips a couple of times a year with the other Native American kids that nobody else got to go on, or we, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, a, a, a someone from a different tribe would come and talk to us about their tribe. I, but I'm also like white, <laughs> like I'm also, and I look white, and so it's also uh-huh. kind of like, it, I don't know. All that to say, like, are you supposed to be here? I know, right? And it's like my grandfather's literally, and I'm not kidding, like, he was chief of our tribe, like, Uh president, you know, but we would refer to them as chief. Yeah, but yeah, I'm also very pale. So, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Just don't go outside a lot. Like, I have my grandpa's nose and his his teeth, like, his smile, but everything else, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, he was was very much so, like, darker skin tone than I am. Well, um, one of the other things that I wanted to mention was like when we took our uh, took Colt to kindergarten to do like his meet the teacher like we were allowed to go into the school and kind of walk around and you know look at everything and find out where everything is and um, what I really loved and really appreciated was the decorations around a school I love like those it, yeah. really crappy like okay so it's like they've got like these illustrated children around, but they're just like circle faces. And it's like, it's, you'd know it if you saw it. Cause it's, they're like the same stock image children that 
every every elementary school teacher uses for anything oh, but it's for just sure. like circle faces simple smiles and everything like that and it's just like but as a kid being an being a person that liked to draw is like man those are so bad badly drawn <laughs> i could draw so much better than that why don't they get somebody who could actually draw to do these illustrations and then but like as an adult i'm like just yes i'm so glad that they still use these illustrations yeah and like because that's one thing that hasn't changed and um but it's just like all the teachers doing their like crafts to make their room like all colorful yeah and, and and fun and like they put up all those you know just like dollar store paper crafts and stuff and it's just yeah. like oh i love all of this so it's like even though everything had kind of like foundationally changed because like at this school something interesting about it was there was no walls it was a very open concept floor plan Whoa. and like the class the classrooms were separated by breakdown walls so That's it's like crazy yeah so it's like you could see into all the other classrooms that surrounded you but i can still remember it it was not distracting like they did a good enough job separating the classrooms. so it was like that when you went that's how it was when we went and that's how it still that that's how it still is but they now have more physical walls they just don't go all the way up to the ceiling it's kind of like a bathroom stall you know how like there's there's a there's a wall but it doesn't go all the way up i wish they would so you can just toot in peace i know (laughs) (laughs) um so like that was different you couldn't really see into a lot of the classrooms because the walls were so uh solid there was no like you couldn't like peek into the next one which was kind of upsetting but the the thing that upset me the most was the library because the library was like right in the center of the whole school and i remember when i went there it was so much fun like they had this big like treehouse thing that went up to the the ceiling and you could climb up in it and go read your books that thing was gone um and it was just so clean and so sterile sterile now and it's like the only thing that was interesting about it were all the decorations that the teachers put up. And yeah. So like that was really disheartening. Um, but it was neat to kind of like walk, you know, walk the line from your classroom down to the cafeteria again and just see how small everything is. Compared I know. To how Everything's so it. tiny. The chairs, yeah, I was the like, tables. <laughs> I was like, did they renovate this room? I remember it being so much bigger. And they're like, no, it hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it, it's just interesting, like going back to a place that you haven't been to in so long and oh, uh, sure. especially a school because it, it really does kind of like bring back some of those it, that excitement and ex- anxiety that you would <laughs> remember from from childhood. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention was um, it also makes me really excited for fall time. Oh, and Halloween yeah, time. Man. Because um, the one thing that I really associate with Halloween right now is the Barney Halloween special. That's a great one. My daughter loves it. It's so good. It's awesome. I I think it's an A+. That's what I want the world to look like (laughs) at Halloween time. (laughs) The whole town's dressed up. I mean, everything, man. Everybody's into it. But mostly, I want the school to be like that. I want them to, to lean into it and have that much fun because like all the decorations that they were putting out were stellar i mean that is that is a elementary school decoration to a t and that is exactly what i want (laughs) his elementary school to be like (laughs) at at halloween time that's awesome yeah I'm, i'm with you man like so for me, like, I don't, my daughter's not in school yet. She'll start next year. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm super stoked for it. Like, I just, I, cause I know she's going to thrive. Like she's such a people yeah. person and she loves learning. Like she's going to kill it. Um, 
but like I, I I come from a family of teachers like both my parents were school teachers um my my sister's a school teacher and so I'm still around all of that like you know like my sister sent us uh, a video of her room recently like she mm-hmm. just got it decorated and you know um I, I always remember my mom going back to school a couple of weeks before school started because she would spend that time cleaning and decorating and making the craft decorations and yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I get excited now. I always have, but when it gets close to school starting back up, I get a little excited because I, I think I just feed off that energy from my sister and my mom. Yeah. Totally. And, um, and so like, I know like when I go to target and I see the back to school section, I'm like, Oh man, I bet my mom and sister, you know, Kels are getting ready for, for, yep. for school now. And I, and, you know, I love seeing the boxes of crayons and you know, the, the, the cubby or the crown boxes and the crayon boxes and the scissors and glue. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing going back to school was like new clothes. Like that's the only time we ever got new clothes, like Mm -hmm. was before school. So whatever you got, you were wearing (laughs) that crap for the next, you know, six months or whatever. Like it, you know, of course, you know, you throw a jacket on in the, in the winter and fall, but like, you know, those Reeboks you got or those Nikes, you, you know, and for us, it was like all resale shop stuff because my mom just refused to buy new Nike because I can't blame her. Crap was expensive, and yeah. we lived on a teacher's salary. If that tells you anything, so. Um, but that's what did you, you get wore to for pick out year. your clothes. Uh, did, did you get to pick it out? Eventually, I mean, you know, obviously the early days is like, you know, mom's like, oh, what is he like? You know, Ninja Turtles. Here you go. You know. I had a running joke that my mom bought my clothes until I started college and even a little bit into college. And it's really not a joke. She did. Like (laughs) I didn't pick out my, my clothes until I was really kind of out on my own. That's funny. She's, she still (laughs) buys me clothes. Like for Christmas, she'll buy things. And I'm just like, my mom will too. And like, I mean, I know she doesn't listen to the show, but it it all goes in the garage sale that summer. (laughs) Like why? First off, this is not the size I wear. You know, second of all, what 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 about this spoke to you? <laughs> no, like that. This is what something I should be wearing. Like, like I'll wear a plaid shirt, but I'm very particular about the plaid. But she'll just buy any color of plaid. <laughs> and I'm just like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> like this one's purple and neon green plaid. He'll love it. Right. Like I appreciate you. I love you. But yeah, of course, it's all it's all love. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It would be fun. I it would be fun to do a back to school episode sometime for the Saturday cast because I have, for me, like the early days of school were obviously the most exciting. Like it would just be mm-hmm. fun to reminisce over you know homerooms and you know yep. things you do the first couple of months of school or you know favorite, I don't know favorite grades memories that stick out. Like I think I think you'd be a blast. Maybe we do one next month. We should, like man. It'd be the September. transition between yeah, it's the transition between summer and October. Let's freaking go! <clears throat> I love it. <laughs> All right, last pick is going to be commercial for the summer. So yeah, um, this might be one of the most random commercials I've ever picked, but I hope Good. you enjoy it. It always makes me think of summer. I obviously okay. will explain why, but I'm gonna send it to you through the Slack right now. Sometimes after a big lunch, a 
a day at the park is a little too much for Tommy Lasorda. So he reaches for relief. Rolaids oh and acid. For millions, nothing, absolutely nothing works better for heartburn and acid indigestion. And why should heartburn take the fun out of the game? Rolaids spells relief in regular or cherry. It's amazing how well we can relate to that yes. <laughs> commercial now that we're older. I know. I, I specifically remember watching this as a kid. I'm like, I don't even know what a Rolaid does. But uh, yeah, I I thought it was a candy. <laughs> yeah, that's my dad's favorite candy. Um, all right. So I chose a Rolaids commercial from 1989 starring the recently deceased Tommy Lasorda. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm um yeah so okay why that's that's a good question uh i'll be honest with you um it's a lot of reasons really um when i was a kid my mom i this has been documented on the scary cast but um i have an obsession and a love for the um little house on the prairie halloween episode um it's the one where they think that uh mr olsen chopped off mrs olsen's head and it is a fantastic episode you've have you watched it mike actually watched it watched it officially last year good i'm so glad you've seen it yeah i honestly i can't remember a lot of it but (laughs) i do remember that i did sit down and actually watch it 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 was life-changing for me (laughs) as a kid like it was because it was like it was the fun spooky that is scary i mean there were parts where i had to like close my eyes and would freak me out like basically the nightmare sequences laura would have um but like we had it on we had it videotaped off of television and so we Mm -hmm. had it on a vhs tape which meant we had all the commercials with it and this was shown during the summertime because I remember all the commercials during that this episode was like, you know, Thompson's rainwater, you know, seal for your deck. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a uh, there was a Roy Clark um, Hunt's commercial taste test, you know, where like it's a Hunt's or Heinz, like the Pepsi yes, challenge. Yes, I remember that. Um, and then this one, um, this Tommy Lasorda uh, Rolaids commercial. And this so it was during the summer. And of course, this commercial is baseball centric. And nothing goes better with summer than baseball. Um, this summer, I have watched a lot of baseball. Like, I mean, I'm not saying like a lot for me, but just a lot of baseball. Like, weekly watching baseball, watching my A's play. It has been a blast. That team is on fire right now, and it's so exciting because mm-hmm. they are just killing it. It's been, mm-hmm. it's been. I mean, I'm not kidding. Exciting. Like, obviously, baseball is not high scoring, but like. We're talking like the last couple of innings before the game closes out. I mean, it's like pins and needles, like edge yeah. of your seat. Like, oh my God, like so fun. But anyway, that's awesome. It's got me on this baseball. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very into baseball and football starts. It started, man. Preseason happened last week. It's happening, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Man, but, how are you containing yourself? I know, man. This is, like, this is a great time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Love this time of year because we're approaching end of baseball which means world series playoffs all that good stuff but uh football's happening the titans are back baby it's good (laughs) it's gonna be good (laughs) but um this commercial obviously it's tommy lasorda chewing out another referee on the field and he's just you know "Ah," you have and you can't hear what he's saying because they probably have to bleep it out um (laughs) but he's you know throwing his hat down and the whole thing's talking about like after you've had a big lunch (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you gotta have something that you know cure cure the the acid reflux or whatever. And you know, that's basically it's a Rolaids commercial. We're talking about easing your tummy and heartburn that you might have. And um, but it's you know starring Tommy and he's yelling. And there's the end of the commercial. He like throws his hat down and it looks like he says shit bag. I kid you not. But it could be shut up. I don't know. Slow motion. I'm like, whatever he's saying, he means it with every fiber in his body. (laughs) I just watched it. He does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this commercial was on that videotape that we watched all the time, all year round. And so I will never forget it. And like when I heard of his passing recently, I I was like, it's instantly what I thought of. Yeah. He's one of the most well-known coaches of all time for the Dodgers. Dodgers actually won the World Series last year. Pretty big deal. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's like this commercial was like something that kind of just like not really against your will, but it was like you didn't really – there was always this myth or rumor, and it might be true, but when you would watch a VHS tape, you were not supposed to have rewind or fast-forward while it was playing. Do you remember this? No. The The thing was, if you kept it playing and then instead of stopping and then hitting rewind or fast forward, right? Um, because that that's that's hard to do. Like, it, it, So if you've got a, a show with commercials on it, videotape, and you didn't want to watch the commercials, I was told that if you kept it playing and hit fast forward, you were going to ruin the tape. Hmm. That was the thing, or you're gonna cause more wear on it. So you know, when you watch a videotape over and over, you start to see those imperfections in the yeah. tape, the little crackles or the, you know, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I, I think it too, it was harder on the heads of the VCR to be playing while also fast forwarding or rewinding. So I believe it, whether it was true or not. Yeah. But proceed with caution, as they say. You know, like I don't want to ruin my videotape, so I'm not gonna do this. But the problem is. When you stop it and fast forward, then you have to hit play. You're like, oh, I went too far. So yeah. it from a practical standpoint, it makes sense to have it on while you're fast forwarding. Needless <laughs> to say, Mike, this created a lot of anxiety and fear that I was going to ruin my little house on the prairie Halloween videotape. So we watched the damn commercials. We watched them. And these are kids' commercials, apparently. I talked about Hunt's Ketchup um hefty bag commercial there was one of this opera singer filling up hefty bags like Mama mia. you know yes i remember it's so good it's funny and he's got like a bunch of pasta in his hefty bag and it's about the <laughs> and he's like it's not gonna burst you know it's a double seal <laughs> hilarious but these are commercials for old people little house on the prairie was an old person show this was shown at two o'clock in the afternoon it's advertising the the baseball game coming up the cubs game that's going to be playing at one you know 1 p.m tomorrow yeah. So I just There's had no to watch toy these, commercials. Yeah, and I remember like Life Alert commercial and I mean that's what it was. So we yeah. we just sat with it, man. We rolled with it. We watched these commercials along with the tape cuz we didn't want to ruin the tape. So there you go. I have a funny story. Um so I used to record Survivor for us on our VHS because uh, I was like the only one that knew how to really like work the VCR. It's always the kids. Like the parents are like, yeah. "I don't understand this." It's like you're 27. <laughs> so understand how a vhs player works (laughs) a lot of times when i was in a hurry i would just grab a vhs tape and put it in and set the recorder and then uh, i had a vcr in my room and then we had a vcr in the living room so i would record it in my room and um 
bring it out, out into the living room. And one night I had recorded Survivor and my mom and dad and brother were in the living room and uh, I brought the tape out and I hadn't rewound it before coming out to the living room. So I had to like rewind it in front of them. And you're right. If you, if you have it on play and you rewind it, it takes longer. So if you stop it and rewind it, it goes faster, but you can't tell when you need to stop it. Yeah. So I rewound too far and I recorded over something that I had recorded on my video camera. So back oh, when no. I was like teaching, <laughs> back when I was teaching myself how to draw, um, a, a lot of things that I would do is I would video tape uh, panels from comics with my camcorder and then play them on my TV so that they were bigger. Ah. And I could, and I wasn't having to like strain my eyes looking at a small panel. I could see it up on a big TV. And apparently what I had done was I was like just videotaping some panels from a comic book. And I came to like a drawing of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I like, oh, wow. I like went, woo, woo, and zoomed <laughs> <laughs> My dad about lost his shit laughing so hard. And I was so mortified because oh, right no. after that happened, Survivor started. And I was like, I just have to keep going with this. I can't. I can't. Because my parents were going to be like, what the hell? Is That's hilarious. Uh, and it was like a scantily clad drawing. Of, of course. And yeah. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, God, I'm never going to live this down. Oh, my God. But then I did much worse things. That, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that I, I feel your pain on uh, like, rewinding and stuff like that. That is the funniest thing I've heard. That's. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been so bad had I not zoomed in and out. <laughs> I know, right? That's, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so that's great. Amazing. I love commercials like that. Sorry, I, I didn't want to get you out. But I, I, I love like old person commercials like <laughs> yes. um, uh, like Life Alert and, and even infomercials now. I just love watching those. They're great, man. Uh, you got to love old people. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we are. Yes. Okay. I'm going to send you mine right now. All right. Ready for it, mate. Whoa. Easy open Capri Sun. Now that's cool. What are you willing to bet that this was totally inspired by Alex Mack? <laughs> See, that's that's exactly what I was going to bring up. But I almost wonder this if this it? if this and Alex Max were inspired by Terminator Two. Oh, or Silver Surfer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah probably, me. probably a lot of that. It, it it could also be that like, this is the one and only thing that they could even do in three D animation. True, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Like we can make it look silver. <laughs> Well, I love it, man. Capri Sun. Since we talked about yeah. squeezes last time, I know. And see, like, I when you when you were introducing squeezes last time, this is actually what I thought you were going to pick, and I was worried because this was going to be one of my picks the whole time. Um, 
But what is going to be interesting about this compared to Squeeze is that, that is that Capri Suns are still around. Yes. And it's like we have such nostalgia for these commercials, like watching them and the attitude that they bring with them and everything. And like everybody looks exactly like the summer vibes and like attire that you think of from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And it's just so much attitude and like kid power and everything. And yeah, I it's love fierce. It. <laughs> yeah, and but it's like I don't even know if they still advertise Capri Suns anymore. It's just like they've been around so long. Yeah. You just either know about them or you don't. It is kind of interesting. I mean, like you know, when you're a kid watching Nickelodeon during the afternoon, like you know, toy commercials, obviously, uh, commercials about shows are about to show obviously but like fruit mm -hmm. drinks right like let's talk about like fruit drinks and, and food products like they killed it with the marketing for kids and it's just like mm -hmm. like i don't know i don't we don't really watch tv tv so it's like i don't know if they're a showing capri sun commercials but b would they show capri sun commercials like right. does a kid give a rip about some fruit juice in a pouch i don't know and you know i I don't know about Capri Sun specifically, but I do know that Lunchables still have commercials and they kind of feel like what you would see back in the 90s. They've yeah. got like this jackrabbit and huh. jackalope type character. Um, like, like there's little puppets and like they've got some like attitude to them and everything. And it's like it's definitely made for this time. But watching them, I was like, you know, I could see this back in the 90s and feel like it fit in perfectly yeah um so i appreciate that but i don't know about capri sun specifically because i feel like technology is so much better that they could do that you know yeah. liquefying children thing so much better now oh for sure <laughs> what's what's funny about capri suns i mean i i like capri sun i i mean it's mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to just hate a fruit juice i mean you know like if you like if you like one fruit juice you, you might like them all is, is kind of the thing um mm -hmm. But I remember for me, Capri Suns were exciting because of the, it felt novelty. Like, like mm -hmm. here's, here's a drink in a pouch yeah. and you can kind of like, I mean, there's no hard edges. Like it's a sack, you know, it's a bag. Yeah. And there's you, no, no juice box. Yeah. And there's no twist top. There's no, I mean, you're poking a straw through what seems to be not a great place to put a straw <laughs> because technically I, I would assume it's not, it's not great. It's a weird it's a flawed design, but I remember I had this little girlfriend when I was a kid, um, and uh, she was my best friend. She, I think, um, she went to the same church we went to, and so we were just, we were buddies. She's like my first friend as a kid, mm -hmm. and um, very sadly, she moved away a couple years after we became friends, and I was very heartbroken when she left, because I was like, oh, I that was my first time experiencing a friend moving, you know? Yeah. Um, and I remember we both, our favorite thing were Capri Suns, but we called mm -hmm. them funny drinks <laughs> because they were funny. You know, it was like, yeah. why, why, like this is a funny drink in the sense of like, I don't understand this. This is crazy. It's juice in a bag, you know, right. but we called them funny drinks. So her mom and my mom, we always knew like what we, like, we want funny drinks. It's like, Oh, Capri Sun. And, um, Anyway, I always think of Molly when I think of Capri Sun because, oh. um, you know, that was such a novel idea, right? Like, I've had juice boxes. I've had, you know, sippy cups with juice, you know, but, like, uh, juice in a bag. Interesting. And I thought it was so new and exciting at the time that, like, it just, in my mind, I was like, this is not going to last forever. 
And here we are in 2021, you can still go to your supermarket and get uh, funny drinks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so have a, like I've bought Capri Suns in recent memory, but the funny thing is I always buy every Halloween the Kool-Aid Goulaid pouches, yes. which are essentially Capri Suns, but it's Kool-Aid in a in a pouch you know you know this summer they did pool aid um and i we bought that for the boys this summer i remember the i think earlier this summer they had the retro like designs yeah. on the pouch which the pouches they didn't kool didn't have pouches when we were kids but they took some of right. those retro drawings and put them on pouches this year i was like this yeah. is awesome they have those at cvs still um i just got the rockadile red yes mm. man so good um one thing I was looking up the history of Capri Sun. Did you know that it's been around since 1969? Are you kidding me? It was originated in Germany. It's named after the island of Capri. And um, yeah, it, it came over to the United States in 1981. But uh, I guess it didn't really kick off until the late 80s, early 90s. But that's it, crazy. Yeah, I was surprised to know it's been around that long. Yeah, that's really crazy. Um, yeah yeah i mean one thing i want to note about this commercial that's kind of funny is the end where they show the mixed powder like man i i love i love fruit juices juicy juice high c kool-aid you know kool-aid is the only exception kool-aid is actually the thing you do mix and i think kool-aid yeah. pre-mixed you know in a pouch or bottle form does not taste as good uh, yeah. because we know kool-aid is based on how much sugar you put in it exactly but gatorade's <laughs> another one of those where they all have these mixes and like i never liked them like i always no. hated the mix i'm like no just buy it straight from the source we're not mixing this at home it's not capri sun if i'm doing it at home i remember we were big sunny delight fans as kids but the one house that we would always go over to their mom always bought tang oh, i was like can, not you, the can you just buy sunny delight <laughs> I'm like, who are you again? <laughs> if there's anything I think our listeners have learned about this summer series is how much of a juice snob I am. I mean, you know, I like, I only... I think you're just a snob. I am. I'm kind of a jerk. I don't mean to be. I just, I, I have preferences is what I'd like to... Exactly. You're very particular. <laughs> I don't want bags of malto meal. If my cereal comes in a sack, I don't want it. But here's the thing. Growing up, like I said before, growing up in a family of teachers, we did not have a lot of money. So, you know, mixing up a fruit drink instead of buying the already mixed drinks for an extra dollar, you know, my mom was trying to cut corners. So, I mean, I say all these and it sounds snobby, but it's like this is literally what I experienced on the daily. Bags oh. of cereals with no toys, juice mixes that were from you know economy size containers um I mean, it's just like yeah. you know that was kind of a way of life for a long time i mean you're a parent now though how many box juice boxes does lydia go through i know like, right my kids go through like we have to buy the aisle out almost i know it's crazy for shopping and then you know still like uh, a kid's meal these days is so expensive so when lydia does not eat the peanut butter and jelly from the sandwich shop when she devours yeah. them at home, but that peanut butter jelly from the sandwich shop costs nine ninety five. I yeah. die a little bit. <laughs> you know, it hurts. Where are you getting peanut butter and jelly made for you? <laughs> Sometimes Venera <laughs> bread. I'm like, oh, just don't, don't do it. I want, I want that. Oh, no, what kills me is when we go to a restaurant and we get uh, 
macaroni and cheese ricotta and, and i know it's blue box yep. macaroni and cheese and it's five dollars yes. for a small bowl i'm like no it's this like is 96 cents <laughs> yeah oh my god that kills me yeah there's a few places uh, we went to Chili's recently and they will mm-hmm. gladly proclaim that this is it says on the menu the kids yes craft macaroni and cheese i'm like yeah. thank you for just being honest i don't yeah. care as much if it's 4.99 for you to bring out blue box macaroni and cheese to the table for my child because i know she's going to eat it that's the difference mm-hmm. i'd rather yeah. pay 5.99 for something i know is 79 cents or 98 cents if she eats the whole thing i'm not mad if it yeah. sits there and i have to take it home pissed but exactly you know the other places will be like oh chicken tenders cheeseburger macaroni and cheese i'm like all right we'll get the mac and cheese and it is blue box and they don't specify that i'm like really guys yeah you're ch- who do you think you're pulling one over right now <laughs> I, I i drove myself to this restaurant to have a meal i'm paying the bill don't you think i've been to a grocery store i know what they've got <laughs> who are you kidding <laughs> i'm cold snob robbers i know macaroni i am a macaroni i and know cheese macaroni and cheese <laughs> it, it kills me the places that might try and sprinkle in a little bit of extra cheddar cheese so it looks a little thicker then and it's like i know what you're doing liars <laughs> <clears throat> all right well that wraps up our final summer series i gotta say this has been one of the funnest summer series we've done bar none Uh, i loved it it's been a blast i love this style of podcasting i love um really just like kind of having this like plethora to choose from you know this Mm -hmm. this variety but uh yeah we might do a back to school special we might i i hope we do we probably could um but you know we're getting ready for halloween too because that's coming up soon my friends so we hope Before you know it we hope you're you're invested you know we don't do halloween stuff on this show but if you like halloween and you want to hear about that our scary cast is where we're going to be doing it and we're also kind of following the same kind of regimen we've been doing with the summer series so we're going to pick you know little topics to kind of pinpoint from so don't think you're going to get into this hearing about scary stories or scary movies and this is going to be more about the consumerism of the holiday and the things that we like and make it feel halloween to us and memories, yes. things from the past, all that good stuff. So you want to tune into that. But uh, until then, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the summer. Hope back to school is going good for you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. You're always so eloquent. Thanks. I love it. Thanks, Mike. I don't know how you do it. Let's practice. <laughs> By myself in a mirror. Oh, I do that too. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Thank you.